Hello everyone, it's your favorite person, Editor Joe, here to let you know that this episode is probably going to sound a little rough. Uh, partly because we had a few of the internet issues again, so if you suddenly hear me instead of DM Joe inserting words, that's why. Um, the other reason is that due to a variety of circumstances, this episode is cobbled together out of three 20-minute portions of three different recordings. So if topics jump all of a sudden, or something along those lines, uh, that's probably why. I tried to make a note of where these things happen so that you weren't necessarily startled or confused. Uh, but I may have missed some. I'm not very good at this, and I'm not very good at editing podcasts. Uh, so anyway, just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Uh, also, the intro from this has been blatantly stolen from a different episode because apparently we forgot to record one for this. Uh, so there you go. Like and subscribe. Have fun. Hello, and welcome to the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your dungeon master for this adventure. Joining me in the Discord chat are... Hi, diddly ho, I'm Daniel, and I play uh, the Arakakran druid, Jed Fleek. Hi, I'm Cahal. I play uh, water genasi Desmond Brineswell, who moonlights as an amateur yak proctologist. <laughs> Hi, I'm Zach. I play Farak Dunkil, dwarven monk. And serious person. Hi, I'm Matt, and I play Lael and Hill Creek, a ranger wood elf that's definitely not a copy of Legolas. <laughs> Hi, I'm Waffle. I play Tarjux Heiko, bearer of the legendary artifact Winning Smile. Well, uh, Falrock, thank you for accompanying me on this. Just word of advice. You can't... You can't fix something that's in the past you can't make everything right so you got to make do with what you have and make something better as somebody who's caused to share trouble trust me i imagine that the like earth and forge metaphors are a little lost <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i i nod but it's it's a sort of half-hearted it's a dismissal nod and, and uh, i i start to head back towards the Yep, I'm with him. Oh, are we going to stay at the one that we cried? That you paid for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what? <laughs> I see them exit the guard posts, and I I, uh, I fly for a bit and land after they've you know gone a couple blocks, so they don't just see like an Eric Cochran land right next it's to them right outside the guard post. It's, yeah. it's the intro to like an edgy music video where it's <laughs> a dark street, and slowly one by one more <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we are a boy band. <laughs> <laughs> well, um <laughs> thank you all for coming out. To I I imagine Desmond is drunk somehow. Just to pray like before your cleric is supposed to level up. Uh, sure. But <laughs> mostly where he was like shouting at the statue. <laughs> <laughs> I need <laughs> more power. <laughs> but he did give the money. Because oh, oh, what a good deed that I don't know. It's not a, it's not a good deed, but like, it's more of I could do this on my own, just because of you, you, mom. Yeah, like he was desperate before, but now now that he has a little bit of money in his pocket, he has enough money for booze and stuff. And (laughs) I mean, I'm not gonna, not gonna lie, like that magic mushroom stuff really did affect him, but he. He's in like the first stage of grief denial. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just kind of he's kind so of he's fighting more right now, still because that's kind of what he's done all this, 
all this time, and that's that's what he knows and is used to doing. Shall we retire for the evening? Yes, and I make sure to organize the rooms so that uh, Terra Jux, Ched, and Desmond do not all end up in the same room. <laughs> no. You have not I, I carefully <laughs> distributed the keys so we'd have a responsible adult in each room. <laughs> do, do we think we should set watches or anything? Or, or are we... That, that's up to you guys. We're in like a nicely patrolled city, a large city, and well, that's the problem. <laughs> oh, you worry about? I'm sorry, you worry about guards like uh, the coming and knocking on your door in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, we're bit. gonna watch for the we're, watchman. We're I'm, not, I'm not worried about guards. I'm worried about like dark masked, jackbooted thugs who are not guards. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> If, oh, with what Terrajux is involved in, it wouldn't be guards. Yeah, the people that would be coming for us. It would not be guards. That is a very valid point. I'll take a watch. I mean, I it's the least I could do, but I won't make everyone else. I don't know. You're you're kind of in the soup with me, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Well, yes, I think we should have at least like one room. Maybe posting a guard or like we don't need to have watches in both rooms, but at least one person at a window. So if we see a bunch of guards coming up, you can just bang on the wall. Sounds like a plan. Make the center room that one then so they can bang on either side. We, we only, only have two, two rooms. rooms. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> We're not made of money. <laughs> okay. okay. Silver piece. It's two silver. Oh wait. At night. So so this leads to the the cover art for the boy band album with Terra Jux like <laughs> sitting in a windowsill oh looking God. out at the night. Yeah. The sky Jux rising in the background. Looking out at the sunrise. No, 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 this is this is all still the same song. Yeah. This is the music video. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Watching for the Shadow Cabal. <laughs> Yeah, just just your traditional boy band fair. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 we're an emo boy band. Regular boy bands don't have the the dark walk sequence. They have the bright and shiny walk sequence. That's fair. <laughs> like a boy band version of Muse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the night right. passes without incident. Yay! Oh, that's good. Uh, Terrajux, you are startled awake by. Uh, a piece of paper, of oh, a piece of paper folded up like a bird and tapping on the window. <laughs> oh, that's so cool! <laughs> Sorry, um, I I like scooch up to the window, but I don't lift above the windowsill because I don't want to be seen. <laughs> it's it's not that I'm not disguised. It's just I haven't like I haven't done my hair yet. Your mustache is like a little droopy. <laughs> I just woke up. I don't look good, so I kind of like. Gently unlatch the window and like, come in, little friend. <laughs> it flies in and lands on the palm of your hand and unfolds. That uh, is some wizard shit right there. And there's a message uh, scribed on the inside that says, Friends, we have had a breakthrough with the puzzle box. Please return to the Hall of Mysteries as soon as possible. Magnificent. Um, Let's go. Yeah, I, I wake everyone up. I'm a little bit giddy. I'm like, yeah, puzzle box. <laughs> we can get out of this death trap. Breakfast. Oh yeah, food. I'm not. I'm not skipping breakfast. Valid. The what the, what fare does this inn offer? Uh, eggs, fried potatoes, sausage. I'm offended. 
Oh, before we... Did you um, say pheasant? No, I'm offended. Oh, okay. No, if anything, right. I'm an eagle or a falcon. <laughs> I ain't no chicken. <laughs> I'm a chicken hawk. <laughs> so, eat. Um, I'm already Vimish Rinwind. I get a feeling I'm going to be doing a lot of Vimish, so I've kind of... I've taken a little bit of time to work out more of my backstory, just in case. <laughs> I, like, you see me in the morning, I'm going through flashcards. All right. You eat breakfast. It is delicious. The innkeep continues to give you suspicious glances every now and again. I don't, I don't think we'll be staying here another night. These potatoes are delicious. <laughs> is it because they're shaped like rocks? <laughs> <laughs> You'll notice I'm cutting them up, and you can't cut rocks like that. Because you don't eat rock. I mean, I can't, but you're a dwarf. You can Actually, the rock. dwarves do have very special tools designed to, like, shave or slice rocks. Yeah. <laughs> shave it like a truffle? <laughs> <laughs> what they do with them afterwards is, you know, that's... A mystery. A mystery. <laughs> rock. They, they go someplace. <laughs> now I'm imagining using, like an adamantium cheese grater on a lava flow to get like that nice what like softly textured flakes <laughs> mm, lava flakes uh, yeah I... anyway <laughs> you've eaten breakfast are you all is your disguise ready to go or oh yeah no i'm layla says loudly in the middle of <laughs> <laughs> mm. i do like you know disguising myself as someone else <laughs> sure hope there's no guards around <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm uh ready as i'll ever be to the hall of mysteries then you depart and you arrive uh about an hour later to the self-same building that you were in before its description as it was previously surely you all remember absolutely yep. <laughs> i was just there you know last night 100 percent you were there, I think, a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now I need to pull up the name of the person that you talked to because I don't remember. <laughs> well, first it was Jeremy, the grad student. Jeremy, yeah. the grad student. Yep. And um, I believe we talked to Gregor, the lesser. Yep. That sounds who is right. The yeah. PI at the Hall of Mysteries. And then uh, he brought on an expert for the subject, one Millicent St. Clair. And that uh, corresponds with my notes. Yes. She is a, a, an expert in these matters and was involved in the project to decode another box, which... And uh, they had a formula for it. Was, it was for a different language. Yeah, it was for a different language. It was by a man named Jenkins, right? Mm -hmm. He had that old dissertation on the puzzle box. Correct. Yeah, and they were really excited to test out the spell. Yeah. So let's... Uh, I go on up to Jeremy and I... Uh, I greet him warmly and say, oh, good, good day, good, good day. I believe uh, some progress has been made on our, our mysterious object. I'd very much like to check in with Greg the Lesser, perhaps, if he's is he in at these, at these... Yeah, the professor's expecting you when he hooks Quite a thumb good. over his shoulder. Quite good, thank you. Scurry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you ascend the stairs to the office of Greg the Lesser, where he opens the door immediately after you knock. Ah, oh. ushers you all inside. It's oh, just, yes. yes. It's very exciting. We uh, Millicent and her crew had a breakthrough. Um, 
I, I know we said it would be, you know, five to ten days, about a week or so, but we managed to get it open. Oh, this is oh. astounding. Whoa. I, please do not leave us in such suspense. What did you find? Um, he has the puzzle boxes on his desk. Boxes? <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> one of those coupons to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of pinky toes. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, he he ushers you all over and uh with an air of you know drama he like lines up a few letters that he very obviously like oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he closed it and reset <laughs> it a little bit so that he could he could do the whole opening oh, thing for no, you. No, that's I totally dig that. So did you say puzzle boxes plural? Puzzle or? box. Okay, I misheard. My bad. Yep. Just checking. I was like, oh, I've multiplied. <laughs> <laughs> so we opened the puzzle box and it turned into a second puzzle box. <laughs> wow. This is going to take forever. Right, I mentioned a wormhole where a second identical puzzle box came through. <laughs> of same size. Yeah, so I'm like bated breath just waiting because I'm not academic, but I'm pretending to be academic, but I'm also really interested in this. Uh, so he, he slides the last few runes into place and there's a click. And the top of the box uh, slides back. And inside, you can see that there are five vials of a... It's, it's a reddish liquid, um, like dark, dark red. But it also has that kind of like rainbowy sheen that you see on like puddles of oil and parking Ooh, lots. Yeah. So it's unicorn blood. It, I mean, you could, you could make an argument that it looks like unicorn. Yes. Uh, they're all identical? They're all identical. Uh, they're also uh, nestled next to them, and these are in like uh, like a fancy velvet oh, box yeah. lining. Um, there are five uh, devices that look like, like injectors, like gonna, disposable yeah. syringes. Oh. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> and I'm, I'm doing the mental arithmetic. Like I, I point at myself, and then I'm like, one, two... Three, oh, dear God. Four, five. Uh, have you... Uh, this is astounding. Uh, such fine craftsmanship on all of these. Have you uh, perhaps sent off some of the uh, these strange chemicals to uh, perhaps the alchemy labs or something of that nature? Well, we didn't want to open them because they're sealed. And, yes, yes, quite. Uh, but we did... You know, Everybody who was there when it was opened took a guess at it. And uh, <laughs> we did we did find uh, Millicent knows somebody over in in um, well hatchling studies actually, and she she brought them in on a suspicion, and we think that this might be hatchling blood. Hatchling of what? The, the world. world. The, the hatchling. I, I, I just hatchling. hatchling. <laughs> Sorry, I missed the capital H there. Oh. Sorry, but that's this. The contents of this box would be precious beyond imagining. To put it mildly, yes. We'll be taking it back now. This is so strange. I bet you could get so drunk off that. I mean, can we use Desmond as a as a guinea pig? As a test subject? It's like... His god won't let him die, right? So... Anyone... Ever been known to drink hatchling blood? I don't think anybody's ever it's, had any, have they? I, I think mean, there's like stories the about it, right? 
legends, really. It's like been a, a very long time uh, since any fresh material has been uh, <clears throat> around. It's, it's very peculiar, then, to to have such custom-made apparatuses available. I'm yeah, I couldn't even begin to speculate as to what they would want to do with this. Like what what purpose is to be gained by injecting this into somebody? Truly strange. Something. Yes, something perhaps. I don't say this, but I start to wonder if we've already been injected with this at some point. I'm wondering that too, because I remember um like we've been noticing changes to ourselves, right? Like People yeah. for whom mm-hmm. their powers are stronger than they were before captivity. Am I misremembering? I think you're misremembering. Not especially. Oh, I leveled I up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I could have sworn it was something. Yeah, I I can actually just you know create water at will and carry like a thousand thousand gallons above my head now. It's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I I don't suppose you could perhaps write down the the order of arrangement for opening this box or it, like I'm trying to get a sense. Is there like a, like a sequence of steps that we can have to. Oh yeah. He, he uh, hands you a piece of paper from the desk. He's like, this is the solution. Ah, quite good. Yes. So he, he's not hesitant to give this back to us or anything. He needs our boss. Yeah, yeah. I'd but, like to get an insight check on this guy actually. But, but, but yeah, for something so rare and valuable. Cause if he thinks this is actually hatchling blood, nine, he was uh, gonna 11. Steal it, would he even tell us? Have, yeah. He it? wouldn't have even told us that it was in there. Right. That's he could have like, like, Oh, it was empty. Dog turd in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was a big old fossilized dog turd. Been there <laughs> 2000 years. It had this, uh, this little statue in it. Yeah. <laughs> it was money. Congratulations. Now there. Yay. <laughs> um, no, that's a really good point. I So like Insight 11, is it that he doesn't believe this is hatchling blood and he's like, oh, it's just a theory or like he's just so... Like a, like a genuine guy? Like he's a such genuine a genuine guy or he's so immersed in his role as a PI that anything outside his field is just... <laughs> gibberish <laughs> it's it's a little of all three as far as you can tell <laughs> like the idea of there being fresh hatchling blood just lying around is is a, a, a like the the chances are astronomically small right um he's also an academic at heart so he's like you know as long as we're get authorship on the paper i don't like you do whatever you want with this right and I think you guys paid him already, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we did. So he's like, if you guys want to take this stuff that may or may not be hatchling blood and, you know, whatever you want to do with it, that's your business. Of course. Well, uh, and I very, very carefully take this box because, like, hatchling blood, to my understanding, whether or not it's correct, is that it's basically the magic equivalent of, like, a bomb. Like there's the hatchling is such a magical creature. Yeah, hatchling materials, for lack of a better word, are invariably associated with expressions of power. That's what or, you make, like wizard staves out of, like single hairs. Um, a long time ago, yes. Yeah, like the um, classical artifacts were all. There are also on the flip side stories about hatchling materials turning people into monsters. Which so. is also why I'm very careful. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I, I 
pocket the solution and I close the box and I bow very, very deeply to Greg the Lesser. And please do give my congratulations to uh, Millicent St. Clair. I, I look forward to seeing this magnificent uh, undertaking published in all the latest journals. Yeah, just uh, pass along your manuscript uh, whenever you're ready, and we'll we'll definitely see what we can contribute to it. Quite well. Yeah, yes, I I look forward to working with you again sometime. And he uh, he gives you a, a beaming smile and tips his his hat. And I, I give him a a nervous vimish shuffle. No winning smiles right now. No, no. Uh, vimish vimish has a very losing smile. <laughs> yeah. It's how he lost his wife. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> There's a reason Vimish Rindwind found himself on the very edge of the continent. And I uh, I thank him again and shuffle out of the room. And then once we're out of earshot, I just go, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, um, do you think this could be the thing? The uh, thing? I, I don't know. Like... We're embroiled in some shit, but now we are embroiled in some shit. Yeah, you don't say. Oh. He waves as you exit the, the shimmer guard. Oh, boy. Bottoms Time up. to go shoot up on some god blood. <laughs> <laughs> Drugs. So who can we actually, like, show this to for confirmation that won't immediately get us killed? Because I can't well, think of anyone. I don't, I don't know that we need it so much confirmed because like we've got a lead on what it is if we just like research the blood for research halfling uh materials Hatchling. we might be able to get a like confirm it ourselves <laughs> in addition <laughs> to getting more materials actually actually not halfling halfling livers 15 kidneys <laughs> and then like also get some more information on what the what the effect of the blood has on yeah uh, living things time to go to the legend sections in the library yeah <laughs> well yeah so <laughs> I, knew go there. I just i just I was imagined... really hoping to just run right past that but nope nope no <laughs> imagine, if it, imagine if it happened to desmond he would just become like danny devito <laughs> Well, the, so the standing the standing joke is that in Zach's <laughs> campaign that we were in, he made a point of informing us that nobody knows where halflings came from, and this is significant because it's Earth. But after like a conjunction thing where magic came over, yeah. So they're like, nobody actually. There's no reason for halflings in Zach's world to actually look anything like we expect halflings to. So our standing oh. joke is that there's some kind of bizarre insect. Oh god. Mostly like, because the primary halfling is <laughs> Kevin's character who lives inside of Waffle's backpack in and produces wax because he's a candle maker. This has been an amusing diversion. I'm really sorry. <laughs> so, as I was saying, time to go to the myth section of the library. That's a great idea. We do it. <laughs> Splendid. So we get a lead on the person who suggested to Milfred? Who is that hatchling expert? Yeah, uh, exactly. He, he didn't give you a name. Oh, okay. So uh, we, just, we just go hit him up. Well, there's got to be a directory, right? I would prefer to start with the libraries because books can't rat on us. Mm, true. Like, 
And it would keep your cover of looking in for more research, so. Yeah, and if we're going around being like, hey, do you know potential uses of hatchling blood? And Saskia's like, hmm. Next door over. Just like, yeah. what's up with that? Why are these people asking about hatchling stuff? Because hatchlings haven't been, hatchling items haven't been seen in a thousand years. That's also, a really it good is, way for us to die. It is a good point that anybody who knows about hatchling stuff could be in on it. Right. Now you're starting to get into the mindset that I've been carrying for years. So, do, so are we right now under the impression that what happened to us and what Terrajux was involved in may be part of the same operation? Or I, I mean, think... I automatically assume yes, but that's not a... That's Terrajux, though. I don't, I don't think they were... I, we don't have enough proof yet to say they were connected, because messing with halfling blood and stealing power from hatchling 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 <laughs> I said blood. Hatchling. no you didn't i didn't oh. no oh, damn it <laughs> but still it, hatchling blood elemental life force kind of similar but not similar enough for me oh yeah i mean i would argue that uh, the hatchling was in part responsible for the creation of the storm and therefore storm elementals probably born from its essential visceras but that's just my working theory you're you're also just like storm 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 storm. Well, yeah, I know. Like, everything. But, so everything revolves... we say has to be taken with at least a little grain of salt. <laughs> it's again with those earth metaphors. <laughs> I'm not even speaking in character. This is just flair. <laughs> valid points all around. Still, uh, books. Either way, treating this as a completely separate shadow conspiracy. I still think that unless we can like vet someone properly or we're really desperate, we should try and keep this in house. Mm-hmm. Or we could play the longest of cons and pit the two shadow cabals against each other. Oh my God. That would be Sorry. beautiful. Or that could go horribly wrong. Oh, of course it would. Or we join. Or we That's up. why I can't say it without laughing. We need to become the head of one of these shadow cabals. <laughs> No, we need to become the head of both. <laughs> no, let's just, let's go. And then, yeah. or, or we can just, you know, go say hi to Alabaster Ravenwood, hand him the puzzle box and be like, here's Tara Jux, by the way. And hi. <laughs> <laughs> I even cut her pinky toes off. <laughs> see, see if this, see if this squares things away between him and you. So I'm imagining the natural conclusion of this line of thought, which is where, Terrajux has to run between both heads of the Shadow Cabals, pretending to be different people at the oh same restaurant. <laughs> no, yes. yet, I mean, knowing my luck, I would be playing four different people at that meeting. Like, like I would yeah, fuck up and I'd accidentally RSVP with too many people. <laughs> he also pissed off two other Shadow Cabals and gave them all the same address. <laughs> There's an Aldraxian shadow cabal I invited just to keep it interesting. <laughs> also, while we are doing this library stuff, I think we should pay a little discussion to... Uh, we got this box done way sooner than we thought, and originally our plan was to kind of settle into the city and like do a routine for those five days. Well, that kind of got yeah. thrown on its head, did Yeah. Do we... But the plot needed to move along, so... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't judge me. What I'm asking <laughs> Somebody is, has to wrangle you cats. Do we want to follow up with the Shimmer Guard or just ghost them? Because they know my name. 
Shivergard oh, is. You gave them your real name. Yeah. I oh. I had thought about a disguise, but people were people were giving me shit for it. So. Because <laughs> you were ridiculous, and the guy wasn't buying it either. Within good reason. That's a few. It's a calculated ridiculousness. <sighs> I mean, I I like the Shimmer Guard. I think they're doing good work, and I think whoever the King of Coins is, uh, Prince Prince of Coins, Prince Prince. Well, we'll we'll help them. We'll help them get that King status. <laughs> Third Shadow Cabal. <laughs> the aside. I'm ready. <laughs> Wait, Regicide. Fuck it. Both. <laughs> <laughs> oh. In for a penny. All all the sides. Yeah. (laughs) In for a penny, in for a god killing. Exactly. (laughs) We didn't want to, but, you know, it'd be rude at this point not to. So here's my thought. I have outstanding reason to just up and leave. Yes. So I can just tell him that you all are coming with me because we travel together. True. And just leave it at that. Got a funeral. Got to go. I think it'd be cool... Could we still work for them while we're on the road? Absolutely. I like, I like having a paying job. Yeah. I've it's got nothing against that. I, see if there's uh, yeah. something in the outlying lands. I agree with, with the idea that we, we want to get out, get out of this city. We have yes. a way to contact them. Don't we have the little rock things, right? He gave a us business card. A business card. Yeah. Does that, does that tell us information or just that we need to go in and talk to them? It has. It'll, it'll tell you when jobs are available. Uh, it also, um, you can write very short messages on it. Okay. So very, very short messages. You take the money we got, go into our guild skill tree, and unlock uh, <laughs> the ability to, to do correspondence over long distance. <laughs> yeah, all they really need is one person with sending or, like, someone that they can contact. Well, what about one of, there's, like, sending stones, right? Oh, yeah, but that's, like, magic items. Sure. That's expensive. Uh, it depends on if we can get a discount. We only really need two. I don't think the Shimmer Guard will have the money for sending stones. Well, no, we're going to use our money that they paid us. I don't think we'll have enough money. You definitely do not have enough money for sending stones. That's a sad. But I, I think we need to figure out the logistics thing because I don't want to be coming back to Jux a bunch. All right. Well, so I'm, let me recommend or suggest a very simple and elegant solution, which is you could just go ask them. Yeah. That's- yeah. <laughs> I, I want to go ask them and be like, hey, can you give us a much bigger sheet of this business card stuff that it can just, like, <laughs> Oh, jeez. Here's the deal. Tarajax? Yeah. You need to stay where oh. people who don't know you are. Oh, yeah. No, right? I'm, I'm so basically Vimish until we leave. If you and two others go to the library, somebody else come with me and <laughs> we'll explain to the Shimmer Guard what's going on. Great idea. With our cover story, of course. But Yeah. And then we meet in one hour, two hours? Two hours. Two hours. It's a big library. True. The biggest. The best. We meet uh, meet you all back outside the library. That makes sense, yeah? Yep. We split up. Split. The party. party. (laughs) I absolutely grab Desmond by the collar. Uh, yeah, that's probably for the best. Yeah, I, I, I shudder to think of the damage Desmond would do in a library. Yeah. <laughs> Can I pick up a cheap pair of glasses to go with my Vimish outfit? Can I pick up Terrajux? <laughs> <laughs> um, you gotta I suddenly don't want to be in the library anymore. <laughs> we need someone to we're keep not there yet. Lately. I just want to pick up Terrajux and 
ferry him to the uh, the library. Okay. Oh, physically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So pick him up and fly him there. Trying to lift Terajux up by the arms. And I'm like, I'm like flying just above his head, trying to grab his shoulders with my talons. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no. See, like books being blown off shelves. And... You guys are not in oh, the we're library. Not, we're not at the library yet. Oh, okay. I'll just walk there. It's there. fine. All right, all right. So I go uh, in. You... I get one of their fireless land. Editor Joe again. Uh, the two methods of entering the library consist of either getting note from somebody at an institution of learning or purchasing a day pass learning Ooh. <laughs> uh, or purchase a pass from them how much is a day pass one gold oh that's fine oh wait how good are your forgeries not <laughs> um... <laughs> he says in front of the checkout <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i pay a gold but i do the like i hem and i haw about it like it's i only have a few gold to my name which is true. It's me, your best friend, Editor Joe, here to let you know that we lost about two minutes of audio here that mostly consisted of Terajux and Ched faffing around, trying to think of ways to get past the desk without paying, and some very minor, like the very beginning of my description of the library. Uh, so we'll just jump right back in here. Non-owned bookstore and Ikea. Oh, that's... You've painted a beautiful image in my mind. So is it... Is it, uh, are these ceilings very tall? Yes. Are there multiple floors? Are those floors yes. open? Can I? So. Wait, do you think I would get, um, looks if I were to just ascend through the Absolutely, air? yes. Okay. I don't okay. know that Ched would know that because I don't know that Ched's ever been in a been library in a, before. No, no, has not. As, as we get in and I see his wings start to spread, I just go, shh. <laughs> <laughs> I just say you break it, you bought it. I mean, I look at him quizzically, and I just fly up to one of the other floors. And every eye in the room follows you. I don't you know. I don't know him, and I am already trundling off amongst the books. So at this point, I don't know if I should run off after Ched or stay with Terajux. Quite not the knowing dilemma. anything about yes. the organization of libraries or really books at all i'm just looking around i'm just like i'm picking books off shelves i'm looking at them does this say halfling blood now nah, putting it back <laughs> uh, so yeah there's there's Hatch. kind of <laughs> i know <laughs> we're all gonna keep doing it oh yeah. yeah there's kind of um like an atrium almost that's uh there are some reading tables lined out with uh, people at them stacks of books there's a a central desk in the in the middle and then there are to the sides kind of like um imagine the inside of a cathedral where it's like you have the big tall walls and kind of the the flying buttresses and what have you and each floor you can see that there are, are books just lined uh on tall bookshelves so far as that you can't actually see where the walls of the room are. And there are kind of sweeping staircases that go up around the, the central desk. How many floors can I see? You can see uh, at least uh, eight floors. Oh. oh um, but there are also, you can also see that there are stairs going down as well. And uh, you, it's uh, worth noting that the interior of this building is larger than the exterior of this building. Wizards. 
How do they do it? Magic. <laughs> Can I find a directory or some sort of some centralized <clears throat> point that tells me where stuff is? There are maps. Actually, uh, we're, we'll stop there with you guys. Got to the library. We can do the research next time. Yep. Falrock and Desmond are going to the Shimmer Guard headquarters. We sure are. Yep. So head right inside. Mm-hmm. Our contact still the one at the at the desk. <laughs> Did it they is. employ more than one person? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I don't know. Yep. Uh, uh, Percy Hester still at the desk. He's kind of Percy. surprised to see you. Percy, I um, it's a bit awkward, but. Uh, I've I've had a death in the family, so I I need to get going. Um, and my companions and I are gonna have to come with me. Uh, long trek and well, kind of travel as a group. Um, He's paying us to to but, mourn at the funeral. <laughs> but we we are still interested in employment with the Shimmer Guard here. So if there's anything in the outlying regions, if there's some way to send more than just. Uh, a small message. If there's a way to get longer messages, we'd we'd be glad to take quests on a way, as it were. Well, I uh, he shuffles through some papers on his desk. I don't think we have anything at all, actually, right now. Oh, okay. Um, things are pretty slow. Uh, that that giant that uh, the silver blades killed the other day, yesterday, yesterday. Man, it's been a long week. Um, that they killed yesterday or uh, brought back yesterday, pretty popular. Uh, all the all the new jobs that came in today ended up going over there. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Is there like any goblins for us to to kill or anything? <laughs> I mean, goblins. I'm sure there are somewhere. Yeah, but I want to get paid for it. <laughs> well, I, we don't have anything for you right now, here or otherwise. Well, if if there ever is anything, you know. Let us know. We will be back eventually, I'm sure. But, um, Sounds good. Don't know how long it'll take. Thank keep, you. Keep me posted. Send me a postcard. I'm not sure we have postcards. but Greetings from the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> it's just enchanted to like wail on the other side. <laughs> Anyways, uh, fairly well. This is one of the recording session breakpoints. We swapped point of views back from... Uh, Desmond and Falrock to the members of the library party. Yeah. I believe Ched uh, attracted a lot of attention by taking flight in the middle of the atrium. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's right. You did. Yeah, I I that's did. exactly where we left no, it. I, yeah. I did that, but I didn't attract a lot of attention. <laughs> Are you uh, sure? The amount of attention you attracted <laughs> is up to me, not you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see anybody look at me. You were busy flying. Yeah, okay. You were trying not to hit chandeliers. <laughs> so, um, while they're causing a distraction, I am... So when you say library, is this a place that you can actually check out books? Or, like... No. Okay. Books books do not leave the the archives of the Hall of Mysteries. They... Well, that's what they think. <laughs> oh. oh, dear God. I'm uh, just saying we have a perfect uh, distraction. Uh, <laughs> I don't um, think we've found any books... A value yeah. yet. Yeah, I gotta, just... I'm gonna go looking. Is this something where I could employ some sort of polyhedral dice to assist my finding? <laughs> uh, you certainly could. Okay. It, it will take you a lot, like, 
Unless you give me something specific, I'm going to assume you start with the bookshelf closest to you and just keep going until you find what you're looking for. Here is there are numerous stories about um, legends, let's say, about hatchling blood and hatchling in general. What I want to try and do is sort of hunt down one of those stories, find a name, and then see if that person actually existed in real life and do like a genealogical dive. And like, was this person real? Did they actually have land ownings? Are there any firsthand accounts of strange otherworldly powers? Basically, I'm going to try to untangle fact from fiction by starting with fiction and hunting down names. Okay. That seems like a reasonable thing to do. Because I imagine they have like a section on, oh, legends and lore about, if not the hatchling specifically, then surely there are sort of the collected works of great bards and they would have a starting point. Absolutely. There is a a myths and legends section clearly denoted on the archive map. I will head there then, yeah. Splendid. Chad, what are you up to up in the rafters? Oh, oh, I'm just looking around. I don't know what the hell's going on. I've never seen a library before. There's lots of books. There's lots of people. I've never heard of the Dewey Decimal System. I'm basically <laughs> doing exactly what you uh, hmm. you first described Terajex might be doing. I, you, know, you just walk to a, to a bookshelf and picking a book off, and that's that's essentially what I'm doing. Small okay. small uh, point of note. Um, they don't actually use the Dewey Decimal System here. They use the Juxi and Juxtaposition System. It's Juxi- juxtaposition system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I thought you also can't read, Chet. What? <laughs> what? Uh, I, to be no, fair, we have never yeah. seen you read anything. You know, I that's mean, fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric Cochran language is probably like you know different. Yeah, or at least not not able to read the know, common language. Now that I look at it, I don't even see "common" written down in my languages. <laughs> I don't know how we've been communicating this whole time. No, you definitely common. Okay, okay. You know, it's it's not my sheet. I I don't know. Are you guys sure that Chad is actually like an Eric Cocker and not just a bird that we've been hallucinating about? That's that's a good. Uh, we all come staggering out of the lab. Just like a sparrow. Yeah, there's just there's just a hawk just like sitting with us, like we're from the fucking animorphs or something. Yeah, he's a I mean, parrot, but he only knows like five phrases. And he just... <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure I can read. You can probably. Read. Yeah, my my intelligence isn't that low. It's eleven. I'm slightly above average. <laughs> Oof, all right. Um. We have a, a third member in the library, I believe. Yes, I was about to ask him what he was up to. I'm just wandering the halls. I haven't been in a library like this before in a big city, so I'm just taking it all in. Halfway forgotten why we are even here. <laughs> He's looking for orc cookbooks, but not the <laughs> Recipes using orc rather than orcish recipes. <laughs> okay, Terajux, make me yeah. an investigation check. Oh boy, I'm mediocre at those. That's what that I'm is counting. a total of 20, though. Well done. So you wander over to the myths and legends section. You find a whole shelf of papers and journals about the hatchling and speculation thereof. They all look fairly recent. It doesn't appear that there's anything even remotely tied to... There are no primary sources there. Sure. Um, not a lot survived the hatching. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, if it did, it's probably in the the Forbidden Archives of, of Aldrox. 
my my eyebrow just raised. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, There's everybody. Everybody hears that. Well, one of the kingdom of Aldrox's claims to fame is that they were around before the hatching, and that's how the continent got its name. Oh, okay. And so the the common speculation that is um, in no way ever stamped out by the actual monarchy is that there are vaults of pre-hatching artifacts and texts beneath the uh, the palace grounds. I see. Huh. Well, I'd like to make a couple notes of the names in these journals anyways. Like, is there like maybe two or three contributors who have several journals or seem to be the most prolific? Um, there are a handful of authors that uh, seem to be recurring, and you get the impression that these are or were, depending on the date of publication. Uh, the Hall of Mystery is like foremost hatchling scholars. Okay. And I don't have names for them, so yeah. we'll deal with that in the future. All right. All right. Uh, gosh, is there anything... So, so we probably wouldn't even want to look at like a history section or anything since this is all just most histories start with immediately after the hatching everything before that is largely speculation there's no equivalent of like the dead sea scrolls or anything yeah not that anybody's ever found like there are fragments and bits of things that have shown up from people who plunder pre-hatching ruins but but like they could find a bicycle and think it was like scuba gear or something like right. that. Right. You know? There's no guarantee that they're interpreting it correctly, and almost all of those are either under lock and key in the Hall of Mysteries somewhere and being researched, or stored in the deep vaults here, right. out of the way where like some random graduate student isn't going to check it out and set it on fire or something. Yeah. So, so these journals and things aren't necessarily like stories about hatchling stuff. No. Okay. I think I'm going to refocus my... Oh, go ahead. If you were looking for folklore stuff, uh, I'll need another check. Yeah, so I'm going to refocus my efforts, and instead of, like, explicitly hatchling-related things, I want to do a more of an emphasis on, like, folklore from the days... Not just after the hatching, but, like, after everything had stabilized when the world was still rich with the hatchling's essence. When Are there you was looking a lot for, of, like, a, a common narrative? Oh, was the fire turn blue when they're near? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You are Another not investigation. who I was expecting to get a Name of the Wind <laughs> reference from. <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that is only a 12. Okay, so you find a shelf of folklore and sort of like i don't want to say fairy tales because that's a different section entirely um but yeah like general folk hero sorts of things right and as you're going over these stories you notice about half of them mention the vault of the gods which we discussed previously oh yeah the others there's direct references to hatchling materials and another handful that are ambiguous and discuss you know, somebody found like a magic chalice that imbued them with power or oh, something yeah. of that nature. So you can't really tell if if that's an allegory for something or not. Right. I guess I'm more looking for, uh, I understand that they won't necessarily know the cause of strange powers or happenings, but similarities between these happenings. 
like uh, strangers coming into town with, yeah, like not turning fire blue, but things of that nature, like signs that are shared between seemingly disparate individuals. There isn't, there isn't really any kind of common thread in that regard. Like okay. there, nobody has, there doesn't seem to be any kind of linking telltale signs or anything like that. All right. Well, that's good to know at least. Um, so this research takes you about two hours. Cool. Well, I was going to say, I'm, I, I'm going to come out of my trance and think about, you know, some of the information we got from these scholars. Is, is there like a science or a chemistry section where we could see if there's any scientific information on the hatchling blood? Absolutely. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can find the section easily enough. Make me an investigation check to see what you turn up. Uh, 20. So there you start in the in the texts about adamantine because that's known to be a relatively stable sort of not quite a hatchling material. It's made from eggshell essentially. So like when when the hatching occurred, like the very bottom layer, the actual uh -huh. shell of the egg itself, that sort of I don't want to say it like crystallized and formed the metal that is now known as adamantine. Like, oh, okay. Um, and that generally doesn't have much in the way of like off-putting effects or power imbuing power in people. It's just you know a very strong lightweight metal. Right. Yeah. And there are plenty of texts about that. Okay. And that's that would be where you would start your search, since that is the most commonly known and commonly available hatchling material. From there, you get a lot of sub-articles about trying to alloy adamantine with things or um, creation of metals like adamantine, but there isn't really anything pertaining to anything other than adamantine itself. What about like mithril and stuff like that? Um, mithril is, I, I'll have to pull up my notes on that because I'm pretty sure I included it. I think we've mentioned it before. Mm. Yeah. Don't tell me it's not in here. I know it's in here. Okay, so mithril is is not at all related to the hatchling. Uh -huh. Mithril is a metal that is generated by elven artificers who use a very specific procedure to take a very specific alloy of metals and imbue it with magic to turn it into something else. Ah. Okay, so no, nothing in in this information about adamantine that relates to. Uh, no, you don't find okay. any information about hatchling blood or any materials other than adamantine. Okay. Hmm. Well, it's worth this, it. Right? Yeah, this kind of reinforces the idea you get that just like raw, random hatchling bits haven't, if they do exist, haven't been seen in centuries. Right, they'd all be sequestered in ancient vaults or rich people houses. Mm-hmm. Like having a... a tooth fragment of the hatchling would be the centerpiece of an entire dynasty. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, and we could have five vials of it. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is scary. So I'm going to wander over there to uh, where Leyland's found some stuff now that I've sort of hit a dead end with the fairy tales. I'm curious, um, so there's no like current literature on um, hatchling blood or anything, but is there any any literature on how you test something to see if it is truly like adamantine? Like, 
do they have a way to tell if this is actually part of the eggshell versus, oh, this is just a clever fake? Um, we'll get back to that in a moment. You hit it with a hammer, and if it breaks, <laughs> it's real. Yeah. Uh, Chad, you've been in the library for about two hours. What have you done? Uh, well, I'm just a couple bookshelves over, I think, from Leyland. I'm in the biology section. Uh-huh. I've got a book on halflings. Hey, guys, I found out... Uh, that anemia is actually a really common condition for halfling. Uh, apparently, they've got uh, their levels of hemoglobin is is really short. So, yeah, I haven't found out much, but I'm still looking. Learned scholar of halfling biology. Is that does there happen to be a book on hatchlings or something on the hatchling nearby? I am in like a biology section. There oh, wouldn't like be anything about that in the biology. Okay. Section. Okay. <laughs> Just for chance. Okay. Falrock and Desmond, you would arrive at the library about an hour into this. So you'll have you have about an hour while they're conducting all of this research. Mm-hmm. There was an entrance fee, right? Yes. Yeah. A silver piece? Yeah. Um or was it a silver or a gold? I think it was a silver piece. Silver. I think it was a silver. So you get to the, the desk and if you want to go in. The uh, the receptionist will will take your silver piece and give you a stamp. Sure. But uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my stamp and I'm going to push it to the back of uh, <laughs> back of Zach's hand or back of Falrock's hand. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to pay. The receptionist is like, hey, you have to pay. You can't. That doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see you. Shrug my shoulders and goes, oh, it works some places. It doesn't work other places. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little bit concerned that a stamp just slid off of him. <laughs> I mean, I know that he's moist, but like, what? <laughs> There's just a little bit. Of, mm, sure. I mean, he's great if you want your fingerprints taken. Just <laughs> rub some charcoal on his on his arm, and you know, press your fingers down, and they're perfect. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a fucking ink pad. Um. But yeah, I'll I'll pay the entry fee and then just ask her to stamp him again. <laughs> uh, she does. Okay. And then you go. Uh yeah, I guess I'll just try and catch up with them in the in the myths and legends section. I think we're in the science. Oh. Now I'm yeah. gonna go to the mineral section because I'm gonna figure out what kind of edible minerals there are. God damn. <laughs> salt. Yeah, besides salt, because I thought of that one. Okay. Uh, you do that. We'll we'll come back to you on that one. <laughs> on that front, I'm looking at uh, dwarven biology. <laughs> okay. Anything in particular you are looking for? Mm, the digestive system. Sorry, you God. find no mentions whatsoever of dwarves eating rocks. <laughs> so it's a secret. Was- okay. There were going to be some very serious campaign-leaving words if that was true. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's just a secret diet. Of course, it's not. Like um, when I do see Fall Rock, uh, are we all like done with our whatever current tangent we're on? I'm done uh, of the um, like sciency bits. I would be curious, um, Fall Rock, since you are. The first and foremost uh, scholar of the religious among our motley crew. What have the gods to say of the hatchling? Like, what what words have they recorded on scrolls 
to their faithful followers. Uh, would I be able to roll like a religious check to see? Because in like in person, I'm not sure. That's not something that came. Yeah, up right I would roll roll a religion check because that's not something that would really come up much at the abbey. Yeah. Uh, that's an eleven. So you would know, as would anyone who has spent really any time in a temple. Nope. Um, which probably doesn't really describe this party at all. <laughs> so really, he could say whatever he wants to say. Yeah. I mean, he just nod our heads. The, the story goes that the at the time of the hatching, the gods gave everybody on the planet some forewarning, which gave them time to set up the spell that would generate the anchor. And they told them that they would be unable to assist with the hatching itself as they needed to make sure that the hatchling did not cause more damage than was strictly necessary. And so at the time of the hatching, the gods themselves fell silent, were unable to provide power to their to their faithful for the space of about a week, five days. A business week. Mm. A business week. <laughs> uh, and so uh, this is actually the basis for the the New Year celebration, which is at the end of at the end slash beginning of each year. So it it kind of falls. Imagine if the week from like December thirty first to January sixth didn't wasn't part of the calendar technically, and it was like a a celebration or a week long festival. Okay. And this particular period of time is when the gods returned after the hatching and began providing assistance to the world again. Beyond that, they uh, they are predominantly silent about the hatchling itself, what they were doing during that time, and their opinions on the matter afterwards. Well, I... Eh, it seems really this information. It's not like we're going to put wanted, wanted benevolent hatchling. <laughs> now, going back to your earlier question about adamantine testing, uh, what you, and as is common knowledge to everybody, is know is that adamantine trade is very, very, very strictly controlled by the mountain home of the dwarves. The dwarf uh, Illuminati, if you will. Yes. Uh, there's a reason that the, the king of the mountain home occupies the adamantine throne. All of their... All the world's entire, well, the continent's entire supply of adamantine, as is commonly known, comes out of the mountain home and is regulated by the mountain home. If a large deposit of adamantine is discovered anywhere else, dwarves will immediately show up, like, within the space of a few days and buy it. Oh, wow. Okay. And if they won't buy it, actively cut down anybody who tries to prevent them from occupying it. This hasn't happened for a very long time. No new seams have been discovered for a very long time. Ah, but ah. this is something that has happened historically. If they are not given access to a new mine, they will take it by force. And so I assume the Dwarven are kitted to the nines with adamantium compared to... Mm -hmm. No, because they don't want adamantium weapons being lost when dwarves are uh, killed. So what are, they, what are they using? Rocket ships? Nobody knows. Oh, now I want to know. Because they eat it. They are there. There's a lot of there's a lot of mystery surrounding the uses of adamantine by the dwarves and why they regulate the trade so strictly. So if they ate it, would they get like wolverine bones? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, it replaces calcium. Yeah. I'm not oh, sure whether to be is... disappointed or impressed that you keep to this joke so hard. That's, that's really can... interesting. 
acting. Like I, I want to know this now. The viewers have to have you know a running gag to follow yeah, they through. Get, they gotta, you gotta have that running gag that we put on. Twitter. Yeah, they gotta, that's what keeps them coming in. Why? You know? Why do I have to be that gag? <laughs> you don't have to be the gag. It's you know, dwarves is a race. You got rocks. You're the tallest or- person I, in I here. Or- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we also do have orc eating. That's a popular one. Yeah, it plays yeah. well with our eighteen to twenty demographic. Falrock, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would know that the dwarves of the mountain home have um, a very stringent quality control process for adamantine. Uh, so there, there are protocols in place for determining whether or not it's the real deal or counterfeit. Okay, uh, which. I don't, uh, Terajux may have asked you or people in general or just me, but you have that information. <laughs> um, and I don't want to make it sound like the dwarves necessarily hoard adamantine either. They do sell it at extremely high prices. I like to think of it like the De Beers Corporation, how they have a monopoly on diamonds. From an outside oh, yeah. point of view, that's exactly what it looks like. And um, yeah, let's, let's stop there then. Sounds good. Uh, thank you for joining us for another exciting episode of the Alchemist Club. I think we got one whole dice roll this session. <laughs> yep. And I really had to spring for it. <laughs> uh, hopefully you don't mind listening to just, you know, backstory. Con- A bunch of adults playing pretend. <laughs> 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 All right, oh, voice boy. Not to insult our audience, but adults playing pretend or people who listen to adults playing pretend. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm Joe. I've been your DM for this exciting quote-unquote adventure. Uh, joining me are uh, Daniel, and I play Chad. Kale playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. Matt playing Leyland. I'm Waffle, and I play Tarajux. Thank you for joining us.